You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Three Mall. Hello and welcome into another edition of Three Ma. I am John Kurtz, joined as always by Derek Young from K-State Online, Cole Manbeck, former B-Rider for the Manhattan Mercury, and uh, we are going to be here talking about another K-State home game beatdown. They almost lay 60, get to 59 against Baylor, and uh, head into the Kansas game with some momentum, uh, getting back on the right foot after the Texas loss. And of course, you're going to be in Lawrence this weekend tailgating. You need to get your Ben Holiday bottled in Bond bourbon or your 365 cup from our friends at Holiday Distillery, and if you're like me and don't have enough gumption to go to the game, you can have it on your couch, too. So make sure uh, either way you get stocked up. Also got another home game coming up, you know, tailgate season, not over yet. The Iowa State game next week, Ben Holiday bottled in Bond Bourbon for the bourbon lovers in your life, 360 Vodka, uh, a great choice as well. Holiday Distillery, great K-State folks who support us, so please support them as well. Speaking of, you know, I mean, there is there is a game this weekend. K-State will play Kansas. Uh and you can watch the game at Kingdom Bar and Grill. Uh, a little watch party action. Make sure and go check that out. It's in Overland Park, Kingdom Bar and Grill. Great spot. Derek and I watched uh, the draft there after not inviting Cole once upon a time. It was uh, it was a good time. So make sure you go check out our friends at Kingdom Bar and Grill at 6 o'clock for the game if you're going to be in the Kansas City area hanging out. So, uh, hey, K-State 59-25. to Another stress-free home game week. And uh, I don't know. Where do you, you want to start with this one, D.Y.? I asked Cole basically the same thing on post game when he popped on. So I'll, I'll let you steer the ship a little bit here. What do you think was the biggest takeaway from, you know, kind of another business-like K-State win over a team that they they should pummel? One would be Baylor's probably the worst Power 5 team the Kansas State's played this year. Uh, I think, you know, they've also played TCU and Houston, I get, but I th- I actually thought those teams were probably better than Baylor. There was a lot of easy scores, at least maybe when I'm speaking to their defense more than anything. In the turnovers that Kansas State's caused, that's probably something that's starting to turn. You're getting the return there when you weren't in the first half of the season, so things are evening out. So Kansas State's turnover margin is rapidly increasing, I would say. And at the end of the day, it's like, you know, that was an easy time for this team to let down, at least start slow, and they did the opposite of that. But, you know, you play once, and it's 35-7. to seven, And, you know, almost 35 points in the first quarter, it was just total domination. Yeah, just a very business-like performance. Uh, you know, kind of vanilla, just sit back, relax as a fan, and enjoy the game. I mean, it felt like in the blink of an eye, K-State was up 35-7 to seven in that game, and it just completely snowballed. I mean, at one point, I was... I had Brody sitting next to me thinking K-State might score 100 points, guys, when it was 35-7 uh, to 7 with 13 <laughs> minutes left in the second quarter. And, uh, you know, Baylor just made a, a comedy of errors. I mean, you give up two defensive touchdowns to Kansas State. You essentially give up a third. I mean, with the special on the drop and punt, uh, puts K-State at the two-yard line. So you get three touchdowns practically from special teams and defense. And you know, offense was efficient. I mean, outside of the first drive, the Baylor just went right down the field, which was a little disappointing. Thought the defense might have came out flat on that first drive. Baylor goes down, scores right away, and uh, it was a really poor defensive series for K-State. Outside of that, the Wildcats were really good once again. 
defensively. Baylor had 15 drives in totality in the game and had 25 points. But, I mean, one of those touchdowns was in garbage time at the very end there. And then another one was set up by a punt return that set Baylor up inside K-State's 20. So K-State's defense, once again, really good. And uh, the offense was efficient. Will Howard was uh, was good once again. And I, th- I think that's my biggest takeaway, John, that we talked about on our Patreon postgame show is Will Howard now <laughs> four games, 12 touchdowns, one interception. Interception not his fault at Texas either. 21 touchdowns to eight interceptions now on the year. Over the last 17 games he's played, dating back to last year, 36 touchdowns to 12 picks, a three-to-one ratio. It's really solid. And uh, Will just continues to play really well. I mean, you look at his numbers over the last four games, 880 yards passing, eight and a half yards per pass attempt, 69-68% completion percentage. He's he's putting it together. He looks like the Will Howard of last year, and I just think he backed up. I know it was a bad Baylor defense, but he backed up the Texas game with a, another really good effort. And Cole, right, real quick, D.Y., I'm just going to throw in a plug for the Patreon. If you if you want access to that show, you want immediate post game right after the game, uh, Cole and I made it happen. Cole, from a moving vehicle, we made it happen, but patreon.com slash 3 uh, to get signed up for that. Just five bucks a month, you'll get access to that. Bunch of other bonus content. Cole has been good about doing some instant reaction uh, basketball stuff as well, and uh, we got another Hoops game tonight. So, anyway, Derek, go ahead. I would say the only comment I wanted to have was that Will Howard seems like a guy that kind of runs super hot or super cold. Right now, we're in one of those super hot periods, which is a good thing as you're trying to finish the season, and you're still in the Big 12 title hunt because of some of the dominoes that have fallen, too. Defensively, look, that that probably does look like they come out flat right there when they give up a that first possession touchdown, and it was like you know, hot knife through butter. It was really easy. I get it. But, man, if we look back over the period on defense throughout this season, I think even last year, that's just kind of what they do. They give up an early score or two, and then they settle in. That's that's how they play. Yeah, yeah. I, I do want to echo what you said on the turnover front, D.Y., because it's a great point. Because you remember early in the year we were talking about the turnovers being such a big issue. K-State had been a team in the Chris Kleiman era that turned a ton of teams over. I mean, they were the second most turnovers forced out of the Big 12 with 57 coming into this season uh, in the Kleiman era. And they weren't getting any takeaways. I mean, in the first five games this year, K-State had forced four turnovers and K-State had turned it over themselves seven times. Over the last five games, K-State has turned it over three times offensively. They've gotten 13 turnovers defensively. They're plus 10 in turnover margin over the last five games. And as a result, you recall K-State was almost in the hundreds nationally in turnover margin. At one point earlier this year, K-State's now tied for 17th in the country in turnover margin with a plus 0.7 per game. So they've really flipped the script there and uh, turned things around. 17 turnovers forced, 10 giveaways. Uh, that's been a big part of this, and if they can continue that down the stretch, that would that would be certainly big. Yeah, I mean, the team that they're about to play on Saturday is a pretty prime example of how uh, consequential turnovers can be. Kansas, obviously, has been excellent at cashing those in for for touchdowns. Um, on the offense, I mean, look, I, I think, yeah, Will Howard, it's a fair point, D.Y., that he does run a little bit hot and cold, but better better late than never as far as getting him hot this year. Uh, cool moment for him, first of all, setting the – all-time passing touchdowns record at K-State. K-State did a nice video where they had everybody thanking him, former players like Deuce Vaughn, Briley Moore, Daniel Amaterbebe, guys like that that um, wound up getting to Will. I mean, Will, you got to love it, the reaction at the end when his, when his parents were on there too. But happy uh, – let, let let's just take a little bit of space for that. Let, you know, Will has taken a lot of crap over the years. 
Uh, he got thrown into a situation that nobody really in his position would have been ready for when Skylar Thompson got hurt in 2020. And since then, you know, I think a lot of fans have had negative opinions of him, negative connotations with him. And some of it has gotten a little bit too crazy. And then we see Ben Sinnott's comments uh, last week. The guy's won a Big 12 championship. He's thrown a bunch of touchdown passes for K-State. And right now, he's he's leading them through another pretty darn good season here. You know, you think about the Chris Kleiman era, he's he's probably going to be the guy, the quarterback at at the helm for the two best seasons of the Chris Kleiman era. So he deserves some flowers, deserves some flowers here. I would agree. Um, this is how I'll do it. I'll fight back against those that are calling it a lifetime achievement award or a career achievement award at Kansas State. It's a career touchdown pass award, but it's not like he's done it across 50 different games. I know he's played in you know three or four different seasons, but he never started a bunch, right? I think he started – you know, 25, 26, 27 games around that. So it's like playing two full seasons and breaking the record. I think he's third or fourth in touchdowns per game among that list. So, so for me, I'll, I'll fight back against those that say that. Uh, he did. It's not like he's starting 35, 40 games. Even some of the starts, um, he didn't play the whole game. Think about Texas Tech this year. And I know there's some games where he played as well, like Baylor last year where he didn't start but played a lot. But, you know, in general, I don't think he played an absurd amount of football compared to those that are also on the list. And, and in fact, he, he played less than, than a few at the top of that list. So this is not a lifetime achievement award. He's just been a good quarterback for the most part. I was just adding up the numbers real quick. You're right, D.Y. And I mean, in his first three seasons since 2020, it looks like 19, 17, 16 starts. I mean, he's at 25 career starts, 26 career starts in his career. Yeah, that that's two seasons worth. So 45 touchdowns in that amount of time is pretty remarkable given that most of the K-State quarterbacks, some of the best quarterbacks have been two-year type quarterbacks. I mean, you look at Chad May and, you know, you look at Michael Bishop, Jonathan Beasley, essentially two years fully of starting and L. Roberson, maybe two and a half seasons worth of starting. So no, it's a it's a terrific accomplishment, especially given there's still multiple games remaining on the season. He's on pace to break the single season touchdown record uh, on the season as well, which was set by L. Roberson in 2003 with 24. Will Howard is now at 2021. 20, I do have to laugh because there was somebody on our YouTube comment completely mocking our preseason uh, predictions about four or five weeks ago when we had Will Howard shattering these records uh, in our pregame or uh, preview show for football, and we did all those over unders and said we were going to have to walk all that back, and now look where we're at. Looks like he is indeed going to break those records. Uh, to your point, John, on Will, I mean, it was a, a really cool moment. I love that he got that moment. I love that he got the moment against Oklahoma State last year when he got carried off the field. Uh, you feel really good for Will because you do know he's been through a ton of adversity, and I often admittedly find myself, uh, when I watch that video of him getting emotional after the game with the the phone and the teammates thanking him and his parents coming on and seeing the emotion on Will, I feel I feel bad at times because I probably have jumped off the Will bandwagon too much and, and didn't stick by it. And so um, Will's been an outstanding representative of Kansas State, and he's been a good quarterback for him. There's been a couple highs, or a lot of highs, and there, there's been some lows, certainly. But... Uh, have a ton of respect for Will. I mean, we've talked about it numerous times. Outstanding teammate, one of the best dudes you'll ever meet. Uh, and uh, I just hope he goes out and uh, finishes with a tremendous amount of success. And you mentioned D.Y., you know, hot, cold. Last year he got hot at the end of the season when he came on, right? Let's sync that timing up, keep it through the stretch run here, and uh, maybe K-State's back in Arlington with uh, one of the hottest quarterbacks in the country. 
I will uh, I will also give Will Howard credit for, I think, having the best moment in this show's history when he pulled out the championship ring and flashed it up to the camera. <laughs> Definitely the best, like, screenshot that's, that's ever come out of uh, one of our shows before. So, yeah, shout out to Will as far as that goes. As far as what the offense is doing with him, I mean, I, I like the fact that he had another couple of deep balls that were right on target, one to Ben Sinnott. It was a great throw along the sideline, and then he had the Jaden Jackson pass, which still a little surprised that that didn't get challenged or looked at, reviewed. Um, do you think it was a touchdown, D.Y., Jaden Jackson? No, just because Jaden Jackson didn't really fight fight it either, so I, I, he didn't seem very upset about the call. Okay, well, being a couple really nice deep balls from Will, and that's what I, you know, we were kind of concerned about in the TCU and, and Houston games where it's like, hey, you're you're winning. The offense is moving the ball great with him. He was managing the game very well, but like, is the deep ball still there? It seems like they've found something with that. It seems like they've found something with continuing to go with the receiver rotation being more like Philip Brooks, Keegan Johnson, and Jace Brown as, as the top three guys. It's just I, I feel more comfortable with the passing game. And I say this even when we had zero receivers at that 70 yard prop that that we talked about going into uh the show. Yeah, it was just just a a balanced attack really between a lot of different targets. It looks like nine guys caught a pass, you know, a few few different touchdowns in there as well. Four different guys caught the touchdowns. It was a balanced attack and not anyone really exploded. What I will say is Keegan Johnson continued to be a part of the offense and included, didn't really disappear. Although he didn't wasn't really efficient. They targeted him eight times, but he only had three catches. Yeah, no, I think the Keegan Johnson thing, just the fact that he stayed on the field the entirety of the game and was uh, moving pretty darn well and continues to be a key part of this offense now moving forward, I, I think that's a certainly a good thing. So, um, Jace Brown, they didn't get a ton from this game. Phillip Brooks, once again, solid. And Ben Sennett had a, a couple of really nice plays as well. So, they continued to uh, to show some more versatility in the passing game. And I, I certainly think are, are you not going to talk about your boy? What, Garrett Oakley? Garrett Oakley, yeah. I mean, Garrett Oakley, yeah. I mean, Garrett Oakley shows. Uh, look, I, I, uh, I was walking out of the stadium and uh, happened to walk back to the uh, edge of the concourse just to see that play because I wanted to see if Avery Johnson got a touchdown. And uh, Garrett Oakley just moves so incredibly well. He's so fluid, and uh, I just think he's such. He's going to be a tremendous weapon moving forward. He's a redshirt freshman. He weighs two hundred thirty-five pounds. He's six five. I thought he blocked well in the game, and I just think. Look, I think Garrett Oakley's ceiling may be even higher than what Ben Sinnott's is uh, going forward into the future. So I just love the way he plays and the way he moves out there and think he has a very bright future and think he'll play a key part down the stretch here for Kansas State's offense. Tight end U. K-State turning into tight end U here. Been a nice nice little run of tight ends that uh, the Wildcats have had. Uh, okay, we got to tell you about our friends at Home Field Apparel. If you want the best-looking K-State gear around, retro logos, the most comfortable K-State gear around, Home Field Apparel is where you need to go. They have 40-plus different options for you to choose from K-State gear. We all wear it regularly. Most of the time, if you see me out at Bill Snyder Family Stadium or Bramlage, it's going to be in some Home Field Apparel. DY has got Northern Iowa. Wow. Yeah, it's, ripping, uh, it's Chris Kleiman. Yeah, hey, good, very well coached game. Had his team ready. Had to defend him here with the alma mater. Okay, yeah, D.Y. supporting yeah. Coach Kleiman. 
That's what, this is why you get called a homer, D.Y. This is why you get called a homer journalist, because you're out here supporting Chris Kleiman in Northern Iowa uh, on the show. But, yeah, you can find 100-plus other teams at homefieldapparel.com. And if you use the promo code 3MA23, you get 15% off your first order. So we've got the hookup for you, people. What else could you possibly need? Make sure that you are looking good heading to uh, Bill Snyder Family Stadium or the booth. If you're going to be rocking the booth this weekend, uh, make sure that you are looking good as well. We're back in just a moment. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm about to transition into some of the the negatives here or things that are concerns coming out of this game. Does anybody else have positives that we're missing? I want to I want to make sure that we're being toxic positive like Cole likes to say here. So if there are positives that I'm missing from this game, please let me know right now. First of all, it's my wife that says I've been toxic positive. I don't agree with that assessment. She says I'm, you know, toxic with the positivity. By the way, I learned uh, last night, John, that there's been some request from her coworkers about three mall pillow talk. She, uh, her coworkers want to know like the inside scoop of what we talk about, uh, you know, in bed about three mall. And I was like, but she was like, yeah, what? I, well, look, I'm just telling you like, uh, not to take us off the rails again, but she informed me of this. He says it all right now. <laughs> and I thought, I thought three mall pillow talk could be a nice little future segment. So maybe it'll be a little plug and play a little two minute recording of, of just talking guys of uh, a little three mob but she said she wanted to make it clear to her coworkers that she has no interest in talking to me about that and that does not occur so 
Um, I was trying to prep her last night, so she had some some inside info to take to her coworkers, but I don't think she was listening. So. Mm, that's too bad. Yeah, okay, but hey, well, toxic positive. Let's go. That what else he had? Well, I was hoping you had something from the game, uh, not your oh. pillow. But um, um, well, K State's now uh, K State's now won their uh, six home games by an average margin of victory of forty-five to twelve. Um, so thirty-three you know? points. Yeah, great. All got a path to the Big Twelve championship. That's actually pretty realistic. Ooh, great point, Ny. That should be something we got to hit on. Yeah, well, I figure we save that for the for the end. You know, okay, so that's where we transition at the end. But okay. as far as the actual in-game stuff, I, you know, sometimes we've sat here and been like, ah, oh, we probably didn't talk enough about the defense. You know what? I've got one. Oh, Cody Stuffelbean. Cody Stuffelbean. Yeah. Two sacks and a strip sack that set up the Desmond Purnell score. DY, Cody Stuffelbean, go. Yeah, you, know, I, you just be his guy every time. It seemed like a big, big game. You know, he had gotten a lot of uh, more and more snaps as the year gone on. So I think they were starting to trust him more and more, probably playing better than what the stats indicate. And then you got the stats against Baylor. Also, Keenan Garper um, had the real bad play. A couple moments later, redemption with the pick six. Khalid Duke won the boxing match. Ooh. He won that uh, very decisively. KO. KO. Um, let's see if I can keep coming with anything else. By the, by the way, and I don't want to like harp on this too much, but like, have you ever seen like a football fight that was so like one sided? Like, usually those are pretty even. You just punch each other's helmets. Well, here's the problem: I, the the TV replay didn't really catch a whole lot of it. Like, it, it caught the initial part where the Baylor kid throws the first punch, and then you could see that Khalid had like started to go in, but then you kind of missed the you missed the show. I wasn't able to see the show. Okay, well, they got the Baylor guy did get the first punch. I think Khalid Duke. I don't know if Cole saw, but Khalid Duke got like the next ten. It would be for the best if we didn't get a lot of camera angles of that, uh, just to make sure the Big 12 office doesn't have too many angles on uh, something Brent there. All seriousness. By the way. You, you know what? Brent Yormark strikes me as the type, you know, New York City guy, like a little street fight, a little a little brawl. Like he's like, I'm not going to suspend that guy. So Brent, Brent Yormark's like, I also need Kansas State since Texas and Oklahoma are both up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to try and flag Brett Yormark down to explain the tiebreaker scenarios. Also, weird game for him to go to. Just a random Baylor Kansas State. Well, I wondered about that too. I wondered about that too. I was going to ask, like, do we was there a significance to him being there? Well, uh, for Riley Day, maybe he likes the troops. Uh, I'm going to take, take a wild guess and say the Fort Riley Day was not the draw for Brett Yormark there, but you know, I mean, that's, that's how dare decent, you. Decent enough theory, I suppose. Do like? Like, did you guys get to talk to him? I mean, okay, yeah, Veterans Day, I guess, but I, I just, uh, yeah. Um, you didn't talk There's to him. Veterans Day everywhere, though. That's a thing. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Veterans Day and for Riley Day, I guess. I don't. Yeah. Know. But but nobody does it better than Kansas State. So, um, helicopter well, flyover, helicopter flyover, very well done, very well timed. Fireworks startled me. Always get me. So, anyways, I I don't have anything else. I mean, defense rock solid once again, and uh, only negative is sounds like you probably lost Jake Clifton. So well. Derek, I, I I would say on the Keenan Garber interception, Derek. I talked to Cole about this after the game. Have you have you seen a route like get jumped where like the the corner literally has like a second to stand there and wait for the ball to come? I mean, like Shapin's. I know Blake Shapin's kind of been my dude, but that was like really bad. Like I mean, Keenan Garber hopped in front of it and had to stand there for half a second. The easiest 
That's one of the easiest pick sixes. There's two that come to mind. That one, and then Jalen Daniels, true freshman year. Yeah. When he threw it to Justin Gardner, Les Miles was still the coach. I I figured that was coming because I do remember that one. Like trying to throw, was it like a screen or something that he was trying to loop up there? I don't even know if it was a screen, but he just threw a lollipop across the field and it shouldn't have been thrown. Shout out to Justin Gardner, man. Yeah. Uh, but Cole is right. The the negatives are, I mean, one, I guess to put the bow on the Khalid Duke discussion, like, do, is there is there any concern that Khalid Duke picks up a suspension for that? I haven't picked up on any concerns. And Cole, I think we would have heard it by now. Nah, punishment enough. He missed the second through fourth quarters of a gigantic, monstrous game against Baylor. That's punishment enough. It so. was, and it was re- it was retaliation. And yeah, and I'll be sure. Like you know, I got Tim Weiser on our side. We know he's all you know, all in. He's not going to. He'll make sure that no suspensions occur. Did you see, by the way, how many after the Texas game, how many people were bringing back that the tweet with? Tim Weiser stuff from from this summer. Dude, his interview, John. John, if we had won that game, I was going to text you to quote tweet that and push that again out, and it would have been great and unfortunate. Are they really though? They're going to Texas fans going to jump all over that over their three three point win that came up four yards short. Like well, they also were, they were, Texas, Texas is literally damn near lost to Houston, TCU, and K State here. Uh, in three out of four weeks, applying the exact same pattern, jump out to like a three-score lead and then just hang on. Yeah, you, you want a shot to beat Texas, just fall behind by three touchdowns, and in the fourth quarter, Sarkeesian will completely collapse. I mean, that dude. Yeah. What I will say is, I think Oklahoma wins more. Hmm. I both pretty. They're both pretty whiny about it. They're both well. Oklahoma was chanting SEC late in the game because they were mad at the refs, right? Is that what was happening in, in the West Virginia game? So yeah, I mean whatever. Yeah, chanting and, SEC when they lose twice to the you know the uh, what do you call them the hateful eight? They lose to yeah. KU and they lose to Oklahoma State. They lose to the two teams sticking around. Um, whatever. Boomer. Uh, oh, by by the way, UCF just got to play played the Oklahoma schools every week and they'll be I you know gosh what a what a great pick by the three mall lock of the week that was I mean you did a good job hey I got one Colorado I saw that they almost pulled off the upset altogether uh but yeah I mean back-to-back weeks I got Oklahoma State beating Oklahoma now I have UCF beating OSU man you just the OSU games okay well, now I need now we need them to win. It sounds like so. I originally had projected them to lose at Houston, but Houston laid an absolute egg on Saturday. They, they made it. Yeah, yeah. They they lost. They were down twenty four seven in the fourth to Cincinnati at Houston. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, go Cowboys again. <laughs> Can I get that again? Ender boy Brett. Yeah, turned it around. Right, Venables. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, credit to Brent Venables for really rallying the troops to beat the hell out of West Virginia. Um, so, good job, Brent. And my guy Dylan Gabriel has the OU school record for touchdowns in a single game. So, uh, eight TDs. Anyway, Jake Clifton. Jake Clifton gets hurt. Sounds like it's not uh, not looking so great on that front for him playing at Kansas. Oh, I'm not optimistic. Yeah, uh, okay, so how much of an issue is that? I mean, first of all, linebacker's been hit very hard. You have Daniel Green, season-ending injury. Asa Newsom, season-ending injury. 
And now you have Jay Clifton picking up an injury. We don't know the extent of that, but they've just been really beat up and thinned out a bit at linebacker. It's it's going to mean a lot more Austin Romain. I mean, we know that for sure. But outside of that, well, what is the impact there as you go up against a, a really good Kansas ground attack? It's a bad luck group. Um, obviously, with, with most of the injuries taking place in that position, it always feels like it happens every year that one position just has the the bad luck charm. And, and this year, it's the linebacker uh, spot for Kansas State. What I will say is you're going to see a lot of more Austin remain. He's not as good as Jay Clifton. There's a reason Jay Clifton took that starting job once he was healthy. But the, I guess, saving grace here is that he does have a good amount of football underneath him. You're not putting him in cold as a true freshman here. So he has the experience. The mistakes should be lesser than they would have been, you know, a month ago. So you have that working for you. Um, and at the end of the day, moving forward, you do cringe a little bit that you have two of your better young linebackers that are probably going to be, you know, having to recover from pretty in, you know, injuries that can go into the offseason. And you'd rather not have that, especially if it ever affects, you know, their athleticism. You hope it not, but you've kind of seen that before, like Elijah Sullivan, of course, or no, was it Justin Hughes? Yeah, Justin Hughes oh, yeah, did Justin it. Hughes, yeah. Yeah, and a few other guys where they they, they kind of lost you know half a step a step. Some thought, look, Kobe Savage really didn't, so it works out in some cases. But you, obviously, you for for their sake, you wish they wouldn't have to go through it. And with the timing of the Jay Clifton injury, you know, everyone's different in terms of the timetable. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I will say Kobe Savage, and you and I were texting about this DY. He got hurt on a similar timeline and was back uh, for the the start of the next season. Now, like you said, everybody's body recovers differently. Jay Clifton's had some brutal luck this year. He suffered the foot injury uh, against, uh, gosh, what was it, the second game of the year? Was it Troy? Or it might have been Simo. Troy? Simo. It might have been Simo. I, I can't remember. It uh, It doesn't matter. Uh, it's, it's tough because Jay Clifton was playing terrific football and could play all three linebacker spots, and that's another blow. And it, it's just brutal that you lose three of your linebackers on the two deep. Uh, I guess Ace and Newsom had creeped onto the two deep, so you lose three, you could argue three of your top six or seven to season-ending injuries, if that's what it is for Jake Clifton. So, yeah, it's uh, it's tough luck there, and uh, Austin Romain will have to be ready. I, I, I do wonder, like, I know Bo Palmer is behind Austin Romain. Do they trust Rex Van Wy enough to move him around now that he's playing more? Does that give them another, like, could they move Austin Moore over to middle linebacker if they need to in a pinch and put Van that's Wy left field? That's what it- that's what it would have to take because, you know, I don't think Rex plays on the inside at all. What I say is he has played more, but I think it's only like two or three games and it's a garbage time. So he hasn't really played significant snaps yet. Yeah. Yeah, that makes me a little nervous. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That makes me a little bit nervous going up against not only the, the Kansas ground game, but a Kansas offense that uses so much motion and so much eye candy to try and trick you. So, you know, true freshman being out there. A lot more that that can get a bit dicey. The the other thing that I had on the the negatives list here and relating it to Kansas and thinking about this game is that, I mean, first of all, you guys know me. I'm on the special teams beat here. Uh, special teams had a rough go of it, giving up the surprise onside kick. They give up a long return that sets up a, a Baylor score. And then, like, you have a trick play that goes for a touchdown for Baylor. Now, it's not like K-State was completely fooled on that. It was just a pretty poor effort from Keenan Garber on the, uh, the attempt to, to make the tackle there. But I imagine that Kansas is probably looking at that and thinking like, hey, in a week where their quarterback situation is pretty choppy and they may have to find some ways to manufacture points, 
they're already inclined to do a lot in terms of the trickery sort of thing and, and motion and all of that. I, I think you're probably going to just see a ton of that sort of thing, kitchen sink stuff coming out this Saturday. And so I, something that concerns me. That is definitely something that concerns me going into the game. Yeah, those two long punt returns, you do get a score off of a Bob Baylor punt. But two long punt returns, there was a kick return that wasn't exactly great either. And then you got to think about the fake field goal should have worked. That was open. That's right. Um, That's right. There was that too. The it hung up in the air long enough because you got the and you got the tight end running. So Keenan Garber had enough time to recover and break that up. But that that was open. That should have worked. Um, and then you know the trickery on the the double pass. It, they had a couple other trip plays not work. So I will give can't say credit for defending. You know a few of the other ones, but special teams. Look, it's probably you do. You have taken advantage of the punt block team, what, two weeks in a row now? But I, I think we're at the point now where you got to hope it's just an even battle and you feel like you've won because you probably don't think that you're going to overwhelm someone with your special teams at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I give a ton of credit to special teams for the punt block and Shane Porter at Texas. This one, I don't really give much credit to. The punter dropped the football. Um, so that was just a Baylor error. It wasn't K-State doing anything on special teams to... Now, they may have gotten there and blocked it anyways. It looked like K-State had a free rush, potentially. But yeah, he drops the football and uh, two long punt returns, like you said. Then you give up an onside kick when Baylor's already showing that they're you know throwing all these trick plays out there. And so... You know, it was the long punt return, then a touchdown, and then the onside kick, and it kind of gave Baylor life. And if the defense doesn't step up and get a stop there, I mean, Baylor can potentially have scored two touchdowns really on account of special teams. And I won't really crush the coaching staff for the onside kick because they were ready for it. They, like, you know, that's a weird part of the game that maybe because it's kind of a surprise onside kick, but Kansas State was lined up like they knew it was coming and they had a hand. Hands people over there like they knew it was coming. Xavier Lloyd just went. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say they did have a wide receiver right there in Lloyd. Um, so I mean, so yeah. you can't you can't put that on the coaches. Yeah, I mean, I get I get everyone wants to put stuff on the coaches when things don't go right, and at the end of the day, it is it does fall on them. But when you have a wide receiver waiting for the ball on the outside kick, and he just whiffs, what, what more can a coach staff do? You just got to catch the ball. Well, the one, the one that makes me more mad in terms of coaching is is the fake field goal because. Yeah, that was out, or some of this had already happened. Like it was very obvious that Baylor was just emptying the clip. Like they were going to throw and, everything and out it, there. Like, well, I, it, to be honest, Chris Kleiman said they were yelling. I mean, and, and they knew that, that this could be a fake. So that was the guys just completely losing their head again on the field because they were literally shouting that this is going to be a fake. Well, the irony of it to me though is like you look at like the Missouri game and Harrison Mebus lining up to kick a sixty-one yard field goal case. It doesn't even rush the kick. Like they don't even have, they don't even go yeah. after it. But in this but, situation, when it's going to be a, a probably a better than fifty percent chance, it's a fake. BJ Payne's the only guy back, and they're in the field goal rush team trying to block it. Well, Garber was Garber was back too, but they just the guy sneaks past them even though they knew they said they knew that a fake would probably be coming. Chris Kleiman said that. Well, they should have so, left the defense on the field then. What, what's discouraging is that that uh, cut of news coming and still got him. Yeah, I mean, either way, it doesn't make me feel very good about how they might react to uh, to some of that on on Saturday in Lawrence. Let's tell you about our friends at DraftKings, people. DraftKings time. Sorry, D.Y. It's DraftKings Thank time. You. Can you believe we're this deep into the NFL season? We've got to make every second count. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make the most out of every game day. 
Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting five on any matchup. Uh, get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code KCSN. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just five bucks on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit uh, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, whatever. You get the idea. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Justice for Ontario. We got them out of here. Everything is good to go in Ontario. So thank you to uh, to our friends at DraftKings. Sorry that I cut you off there, Derek. Did you have something else to add? It's a great add-on, D.Y. is executed. Speechless after that DraftKings execution that I just showed there. Well, I know. I'm, I'm poor at this. You're the pro. I will say the only thing I was going to add on is that they might have had like a semblance of a defense on that field goal block because I don't think KT Leviston was out there and he typically is. Okay. Okay. Well, Big 12 championship game scenarios. Uh, I'm I'm not – I was texting you guys about this. I've read people throwing it out there online. I, I hear things. I'm just not sure, like, do we have – any official word that this is right? It seems like there's like some confusion almost over how no, exactly the bylaws and the tiebreakers work. I know the Oklahoman ran a piece that was saying like Oklahoma State could be in trouble if it's a three-way tie, even if it's with Oklahoma and K-State, two teams that they beat. They Okay, then that was confirmed by the Big 12. If it, So you're, we're looking for three-way ties, basically, if you're K-State right now. You need three-way ties. So... You got what you needed a little bit with Iowa State punishing BYU at the end of the game or at the end of the Saturday. And right now, really, what more importantly than anything is Oklahoma State needs to win out. And and obviously they play Houston and BYU, so you feel kind of good about it. But they did just get smacked by UCF, so we'll see what happens. You also need Oklahoma to win out because that gives you the three-way tie with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. But you would also need Kansas to eventually go beat Cincinnati. Just yeah, why is that? Not. Why is why is that? I because, you need, because the reason why the three way tiebreaker with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State works is that they can't use head to head because Kansas State didn't play Oklahoma, and they can't use Texas as a team well, as a common opponent because Oklahoma State didn't play Texas. So you go to the next one, and I don't think everyone played the next one. So you go to the next one; it would be a tie between KU and Iowa State. Kansas State would be the only one two and zero. Everyone else one and one. Got it. Okay. Great explanation, D.Y. You, you summarized that very well. So KU winning at 3-7, and seven, Cincinnati would be needed. K-State obviously winning out. Oklahoma winning at BYU, which they're 24-point favorites. And then TCU at home, they'll probably be like a 14-15 point favorite. And then Oklahoma State winning at Houston, where they're a 7.5 point favorite this weekend. And then they host BYU, where they'd probably be like a 14 point favorite. So it'll be a lot of favorites, pretty heavy favorites, and then K-State needing to win out. Um, I, I will say the metrics, for whatever reason, like that KU-Sensi matchup could be a little, like they've got it at like 55-45 KU winning. And, and, if K-State, and if K-State just beats KU, KU will probably be 
in the dumper and like emotionally distraught perhaps and maybe what they walk on quarterback going on the road well maybe they would have it, it, we don't know if bean will be back this weekend or it, he could be back the following week of since yeah I, I don't think like KU wouldn't it would be a tough spot after if they that situation unfolded and they lost back-to-back games including to their rival but there would still be quite a bit to play for because they don't want to end the year on a three-game losing streak and then finish at seven and five so I mean I think they'd go in there I, I Cincinnati defense is solid their offense is is really bad so I, I still would think KU would win that game but we'll, you got to see what happens in the quarterback situation I guess you know okay you had that was in the Nevada trip earlier this year where I mean that was a terrible team and on the road and they they kind of slept walk through that and almost lost the game so it's possible but I don't know man I'd have a hard time seeing that happen no matter what KU's uh emotional state is but is there what about Texas Iowa State? Like that's a game I keep getting asked about. Like, does it does it do a significant now, service now, to K State or Iowa State to win? Yeah, it would. Now, I, I don't know that I can necessarily confirm this, but I did have someone say if Iowa State beats Texas, and almost in every way, Kansas State would almost control their own destiny at that point. Yeah, I, I, I saw that too, Dy, because that would pretty much create if K State wins out, there'd be an almost automatic that there'd be a three way tie at that point, right? If Texas. Lost that. Texas would have to win against Texas Tech to conclude the season in Austin. But it also could be a four way tie, too. So I don't know what happens there. Yeah, That's the thing. I, that was my only concern. I was like, does does the Iowa State thing muddy it up too much? And then, like, we're that was my only concern. Well, that. Like, yeah. Here's the thing because that, that's there. We just played out, assumes Texas beats Iowa State. But if Iowa State were to beat Texas, I, I, it, it hurts. It, it eliminates that scenario we're just talking about. But I think it frees up another one that's even more likely. So, okay. Well, that'll, I mean, that would be a crazy Farmageddon if Iowa State beats Texas because then Iowa State's literally playing for a spot in, in the championship game in Manhattan if Iowa State does beat Texas. So it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a wild last couple of weeks, my friends. Uh, yeah. Are you going to be able to handle it? Well, I think I'm fine. I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about Cole handling it, you know, in person. I'm, I'm completely I'm worried about me this week. Yeah, no one. Yeah, yeah. Dy, I've got your back. I, uh, I'll be your you're security. In Kansas City, you gonna move? You gonna you're, and you're flying to DC. How are you gonna have my back? Well, I'm gonna have your back in Lawrence on Saturday. I'll be there. Um, you know. So, and if you want, I'll escort you up to the press box. I'll be your security detail. So, whatever Is you this- need. Is this confirmed that you're going to be there, Cole? Because I can never tell. Someone asked me, is Cole like serious with, I can, we can never tell when you're serious and when you're just BSing here. I don't, are you actually going to the game? Do you have a physical ticket to the game? I don't have a ticket yet because I'm waiting out for a recliner seat. If I can't get a recliner, then I'll have to purchase a ticket somewhere else because I don't think they sell the recliners on um, StubHub or on the secondary market. So I'm holding out. I will probably purchase tickets on Friday. I'm also trying to get a head count of how many people and my entourage are heading to Lawrence. So Vanessa once again reiterated last night, you are not going to Lawrence. And I once again reiterated, I am going to Lawrence. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm planning to go. I'm serious. If if Jason Bean would not have gotten injured, would you still be? Would you still be going? Yeah, um, yeah, I was planning on going regardless. So this could be the last trip to Lawrence before she's renovated. So when the renovations start to ensue, and mm. 
I want to experience it one more time before that happens. So well, I, thought God, I, the, I thought you meant it might be the last time before they go to the Big Ten. Well, you never know. You never know. Uh, they could take Michigan's spot when Michigan bolts to the SEC <laughs> over the heart. So, um, I, 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 yeah, no, I'm planning to go, John. I'll see you there. You're going to go. I mean, I'm going to keep pressuring you, you know. Cool. I'm moving into oh, a house. I'm closing up my house. So, uh, that's, we'll, we'll hire some movers for you. So if you, uh, I deal, I will sign that deal right now. If you want to pay 1500 bucks to have people move my stuff in for me. I will 100% go to the game in Lawrence. I would deal. Okay. Anyone have a moving company that listens to Three Maw that could go do that for no, John? For real. For real. If someone if someone out there, that's Cole, that is a good idea. If someone out there has a moving company that they want to give me a hookup and have someone move my stuff in this weekend, I will go to the game in Lawrence. No questions asked. 100%. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. That would be totally worth it. All right. We're going to get Kurtz there. I, I guarantee someone's going to offer it up. I mean, every time you ask for something on here, they come through. The people come through for you, John. So, yeah. Listeners of Fremont, if you want me and Lawrence, come up with a moving company to do it for cheap. That's that's what I need. It's only, it's from a one-bedroom apartment to a two-bed, one-bath house. Like, not not anything crazy at all. And what's the address, John? Can you give that out, please? So, well, we gotta, they got to know where they're going. It's a reasonable distance. Yeah, after after everything Derek is experiencing right now, uh, that is that is the last thing I'm going to do. <laughs> DY, I need to mail your uh, three mall pullovers to you. Can you, temp- you can just tell me your address right now, please? It'll be safe. We'll bleep it out. We wouldn't want we wouldn't want Derek's going to type, oh. type something right now. It's kind of freaking me out. He uh, he's sending an email to Bribri. So okay, let's not do that. Let's okay. not do that. Let's not do that. Uh, okay well here's the off the, off the rails portion of the of the show apparently i don't know how, how are we feeling how are we feeling about this game you're gonna have to prepare for three quarterbacks i assume this week because i i would guess that lance leipold's been so coy about the Jalen daniel stuff throughout the year i'm sure that's the same way that they're gonna play the jason bean thing all he said after the game is that it was a head injury um for Bean. He came back after getting initially hurt and then went right back out after he like slipped on that fourth down play. So I don't know, man. Jalen Daniels, is he can he walk? Can he is he available to play? I don't I have no idea. Um Cole Ballard handled himself well. I mean, it kind of just it reminded me a little bit of like Will Howard at TCU in 2020, like the the Cole Ballard experience on Saturday. Like he was he was pretty poised and Made some plays, but clearly does not have the the ceiling that a Jason Bean being out there would. Like the offense ceiling is significantly lowered. So it'll just be I'm just kind of throwing my hands up like, dude, I don't know. I honestly have no idea what to expect as far as what Kansas is going to do at, at quarterback this weekend. I don't think I want to talk about it anymore. Like right now anyway. I, I don't know either. I you know, I threw out some rumors and, and I'm not far from the only person that that's heard those and We'll see what happens. Uh, the only thing that those paragraphs were really trying to get across, and I hope you you two at least understood that, is that Jalen Daniels does have a game left while still being able to redshirt. Could you elaborate a little bit more, D.Y.? I, I didn't quite comprehend it all, so if you could explain <clears throat> maybe some more about that post. Maybe read it word for word, and then maybe some screenshots of other things. Great. So, no? John, John save me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, it would not. I will just say this: 
it would not shock me if all of a sudden, like, because of the situation that they're forced into here with Bean, if there's any doubt on his availability. I mean, I would not be shocked if it's like, I'll just roll Jalen Daniels out there and see what happens. I mean, that that would not stun me. Um, if if he really is, I mean, he's got the extra, even if the rumors are true and he, he does want to transfer, I mean, he's got he's got an extra game left here to to use. So I, this has to be kitchen sink for Kansas, right? This has been the crescendo of the entire season that they've been building toward. Um, it's it's really all been about like, hey, this is the year that we're going to end the streak and BK State for the first time since George W. Bush was in office. So I would just, I'm I'm kind of expecting anything and everything from them. Hard to tell, especially if it's a head injury, like what exactly that means for Bean's availability. I mean, they'll probably play it coy, but they may really have no idea anyway themselves. That can get pretty dicey. I could probably track some criticism here, but if it's a head injury, why did he go back out there in the first place? I think the head injury did occur on the the last play that he was in on that fourth okay. down. I saw somebody say that he maybe hit his head on the ground. Uh, I wasn't. I was listening to the radio. They didn't mention it on the KU radio, but uh, I saw somebody mention that on Twitter. I don't know. I didn't get to watch that play. Yeah. So that's what I thought. I thought the. the well, the first injury when he got knocked out first, I thought it was because it looked like his ankle was getting like bent back, and then somebody landed on it. Yeah. But they came in right right back after that. No, he did like slip as he was running and almost trying to plant. So I don't. Maybe that still affected him there. I don't know. Yeah. Just a lot. Um, a lot of speculation with that. Yeah. I mean. uh Cole Ballard, a walk-on freshman, son of Colts GM Brett Ballard. Uh, you know he did he did some nice things when he was in the game on Saturday. I also would expect KU to light up in the Wildcat a decent amount. Look, Andy Kuldenicki, and he'll scheme them some things up now that they have a full week. You know, with the they had to do things on the fly and adjust in game against Texas Tech when all of that unfolded, and now he'll have a full week to scheme things up. So that'll I think that'll help KU, and they'll probably have a little more fluidity knowing. You know, whoever they roll with at quarterback, and it's Ballard, the offense will be schemed up probably better for him in this game than it was versus Tech. So, yeah, um, better grabs, more touches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what turned that game and made it a, a contest. Right, is a second and twenty-one when it's thirteen nothing in the fourth quarter, and you give up a sixty-yard touchdown run to Devin Neal. So that opened. That. I, I I think the pendulum should be a lot more in his direction than Daniel Heischel personally. All right. I agree. I mean, Highshaw is pretty good too, but yeah, uh, Demoniel is more dynamic. And that's that's really what concerns me, you know, coming back to the linebacker question, if you're going to be a little bit beat up there, um, I worry about Kansas's ability to utilize that ground game and, and beat you up with that, even if it is going to be Cole Ballard at, at quarterback. So it'll be a significant test for the defense. I mean, I was about to say, when have they had a test like this? Obviously Texas, but, you know, Texas with Malik Murphy was not Texas with Quinn Ewers. So, you know, and in, in, in that game with Texas, it took them a long time to adjust. I guess that would be my fear, like, that you don't adjust very quickly and Kansas hits you pretty quick, like pop, pop, right out of the gate. Night game in Lawrence, I didn't love the fact that it's a it's a night game and lets the crowd be a little bit more juiced up. So I think that'll be, you know, we can talk much more about this in the preview episode. But I have concerns about how the game starts because – I do have a ton of respect. You guys know this. I, I very much respect Kolonicki and Leipold and what they do with that offense. And so if it if we're going to go through that customary adjustment period that K-State's defense has been rolling with, I just don't want it to be 14 to nothing, 17 to nothing by the time that, that they get that figured out and kind of short up. Agreed. Agreed. I, I also agree. Would like to not fall behind 14 or 17 to nothing. I think Thanks. that would be better. 
Thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I would hope not against the KU defense. Um, it'll be interesting in case they wins the toss if they elect to receive and try to drive it right down the field or if they they kick or what defer there'll be a look KU's gonna they've got an excellent scheme it's a top 15 offense in America by all the different metrics they're they're really good they've got good receivers they've got good running backs their offensive line is improved this year so it's a challenge and uh, I think it'll be K-State I say this because we don't know who the quarterback is but if it's Jason Bean or you know, I, I think you could argue that it would be K-State's second best challenge, you know, behind Texas. And the only reason I argue Texas is because they just have so many dynamic. I mean, A.D. Mitchell, Xavier Worthy, yeah. Jatavion Sanders, Jonathan Brooks, who sounds like he tore his ACL, unfortunately, for Texas. So, yeah, um, it'll, it'll be a test for this K-State defense. I think the betting line has K-State by around eight. I, I, th- I could see it be a one-score game regardless of who is at quarterback. So, yeah. All right, if I set the over-under at two and a half members of 3MA that will be in Lawrence for the game, are you taking the over or the under? The under. I'm taking the over because I have a lot of trust uh, that uh, somebody's going to help John with the moving situation. When do you close? Is that Friday or Saturday? Thursday. When do you get the, when do you get the keys? You get the keys Thursday? Thursday. You get the keys Thursday. Ah, hell. We could have this thing moved by Friday. I get back from Washington, D.C. at 6.30 on a Thursday night, John. I can come over and move you right after that. Okay. And Cole's even willing to, yeah, Cole's, Cole's willing to help out, apparently. Uh, okay. Well, give me give me some help, three my listeners. Uh, let's, let's, let's move. I had a tight, I, cool I had a tight back. John, I do have a tight lower back, though, so. Oh, I, okay. <clears throat> You're questionable. Yeah. I'll be on the sideline watching and helping coach up. So, fair enough. Well, I mean, you can always pack. You can put stuff in boxes. You know, you can pack up some boxes. Cole, it would actually be appropriate because for two years I've been trying to come get you to come visit me in the crossroads, and I you can come to her, come see the place. You've seen my apartment. I've tried many a time, and instead I always have to drive to the southern tip of Oklahoma to go uh, hang out at your place to watch games. Southern tip of Oklahoma. I mean, what a ridiculous thing. Yeah, this. Yeah, Sorry, dude. I, you know, Spring Hill's really far away. It's, uh, okay. Spring Hill. Here we go again. You know, uh, DY's really enthralled with the conversation. So, uh, so we just, just send me a screenshot of a, a, a KU message board that says Derek Young deserves to have his ass kick and drug across the state. Could so. not, I could not agree more. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. DY, I'll, I'll be with you. I'll, I'll help you. I'm actually the guy that like sends DY the text to get him more fired up. Like I'm the one that sent it to you last night. <laughs> I'm the one that aches yeah, cool. it on. It's not. It's not what we need though. Like we just de-escalate things. For the I, I'm going to channel Dilu here. Shout out to Dilu who said, "For the sake of Dylan's, can we all just get along? You know, do it for Dylan's. Not a sponsor could be. Do it for Dylan's. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay." All right, we need to get out of here. As my job as host right now is to get us the hell out of here. Thank you to uh, our friends at Holiday Distillery. Thank you to our friends at DraftKings. Thank you to our friends at uh, Home Field Apparel. We appreciate Nick Springer behind the scenes as well. All right, it'll be a, it'll be an interesting week. I think we are going to have Cole for the the preview show, so we're we're going to be able to work that out. Cole live from Washington D.C. Maybe he can get uh, the the Secret Service involved here and everything that's happening right now. 
I'm trying to see if I can do it live in front of the White House. So we'll see. It'll be great. Well, there's nothing that America cares about more than the Sunflower Showdown this week. Nothing. So I could ask the people in D.C. about it. See how excited they are for it. Do they get FS1 in D.C.? <laughs> I, I believe so. Um, so, yeah. okay. All right. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to another edition of 3 Mall. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com